0: Book 3 of Apuleius on the Doctrines of Plato by Apuleius, translated by George Burgess. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Geoffrey Edwards. Book 3 on the Philosophy of Reasoning. 1 the study of wisdom which we call philosophy seems to most persons to contain three kinds or parts relating to nature and morals and reasoning of which last i now propose to speak and in which is comprehended the art of discussion but while we are discussing the subject of speaking of which there are various kinds such as of giving a command or orders of narrating wishing vowing being angry hating envying favoring pitying admiring despising reproaching repenting deploring and as well of bringing pleasure as of striking terror in which it is the part of a superior speaker to be able to make statements that are diffused in a narrow compass and what are narrowed in a wide one what is commonplace in a pretty manner and what is new in a customary one to make what is great little and matters very great out of little and to do very many other things of that kind there is amongst these one relating for the most part to a proposition this is called enunciable when it comprehends an absolute sentiment and is the only one of all that is exposed to truth or falsehood, which Sergius calls *effactum*, an expression, Wado *proloquium*, a e for speaking, Cicero *enuntiatum*, an enunciation, the Greeks *protasin*, a e for stretching, likewise *axioma*, which I render word for word as well by protensionem, as by rogamentum an asking but which may be called more familiarly a proposition two now of propositions as well as of their conclusions there are two kinds one the predicative which is simple too as if we should say he who rules is happy another substitutive or conditional which is compounded too as if you should say he who rules if he is wise is happy for you substitute a condition through which a person unless he is wise is not happy but we will now speak of the predicative which naturally precedes and is as it were the element ed est, the principle of the substitutive there are likewise other differences namely of quantity and quality of quantity in that some are general as every breathing thing is alive others particular as some animals do not breathe others undefined as animal breathes for the assertion does not define whether it is every one or some one nevertheless it always avails in the place of a particular because it is more safe to admit from what is uncertain that which is less but of quality, in that some are affirmative because they affirm something about something, as virtue is a good. For it affirms that there is goodness in virtue, others negative, as virtue is not a good. For it denies that there is goodness in virtue. The Stoics consider this too an affirmative when they say, It happens to a certain pleasure to be not a good. It affirms, therefore, what happens to it, that is, what it is. For that reason, they say it is affirmative, because it affirms there is in that thing, in which it has denied there is that, which does not seem to be in it, but they call that alone negative to which a negative particle is prefixed. Now, these will be beaten as well in other points as in this. Should a person make this inquiry, that which has not substance does not exist. For they will be compelled, according to what they assert, to confess that what has no substance is that which does not exist. 3. A proposition, says Plato in the Theaetetus, consists of two parts of speech, a noun and verb, in the fewest words, as Apuleius discusses, which is either true or false and is therefore a proposition from whence some have laid it down that there are only those two parts of speech because from those alone can be formed a perfect speech that is one which includes a sentence entirely and that adverbs and pronouns and participles and conjunctions and the rest of things of that kind which grammarians enumerate are no more the parts of speech than are the parts of ships their ornaments or of men their hairs but that in the whole framework of a speech they are certainly to be reckoned in the place of bolts and pitch and glue moreover of the two parts before mentioned one is called the subjective as if it were placed under as apuleius the other the declarative as discusses or discusses not for it declares what apuleius is doing it is permissible however while the meaning remains the same to extend each part to more words as if instead of apuleius you should say the platonic philosopher of Madaura, and in like manner instead of discussing you should say that he is making use of a speech for the most part the subject is the minor in a proposition, and the predicate the major, inasmuch as it embraces not only this subject, but others likewise. For not only does Apuleius discuss, but many others who can be comprehended under the same predicate, unless, perchance, a peculiarity belonging to something is predicated of it, as if you should say, that, which is a horse, is able to neigh. Now, to neigh is peculiar to a horse. Hence, in these peculiarities, equal is the predicate, and equal to the subject, but not, as in other cases, the former is the major, since, when the same proposition might conversely become the subject, and have as the predicate of itself that which it had previously as the subject, as if by changing the order you should say, That which is able to neigh is a horse. But you would not be able to convert in like manner the terms when they are unequal, for not because it is true that every man is an animal will it on that account be true if you convert the terms that every animal is a man. For it is not as peculiar to a man to be an animal as it is to a horse to neigh since there are other animals without number. Hence, the predicate is known in many ways, although the question be proposed in a converse order. First, because the predicate can embrace more things than the subject. Next, because it is never ended by a noun, but always by a verb, by which especially it is distinguished, even in the peculiarities alluded to, from an equal subject. This, likewise, is to be considered in the way of a comparison, that, as propositions taken as a whole, are both definite and indefinite, so it is agreed that portions of them, subjective as well as declarative, are partly defined as man and animal, and partly undefined as not a man and not an animal. For they do not define what a thing is, when they say it is not but merely show that there is something else besides it for we must now state in what manner these four propositions are affected towards each other which it will not be foreign to the purpose to view in the figure of a square let there be then on the upper line as expressed below an affirmative and a negative both universal as all pleasure is a good and no pleasure is a good and let these be called disagreeing and in like manner on the lower line under each universal let a particular be noted some pleasure is a good and some pleasure is not a good and let these be called sub equals to each other then let oblique lines be drawn from the angles of the square, one extending from the universal affirmative to the particular negative, another from the particular affirmative to the universal negative, and let them, as they are the contrary to each other in quantity and quality, be called one or the other, because it is necessary for one or the other to be true which is called a perfect and whole contest. But between the sub-equals and the disagreeing, the contest is divided, because the disagreeing never become at the same time true, although they are occasionally at the same time false, while conversely the subequals are never indeed false at the same time, although occasionally they are at the same time true. And on this account, the refutation of either of these confirms the other, whereas the confirmation of either does not refute the other. But of the disagreeing, he who has laid down either one takes off the other, whereas conversely he who takes off either one does not lay down the other. For in truth, he who confirms either of the so-called one or the other never refutes the other, while he who refutes the other confirms either of the so-called one or the other but when either of the universals is proved it confirms its own particular but when it is refuted it does not weaken it and conversely when either of the particulars is refuted it weakens its own universal but when it is proved it does not confirm it now that all this is so as we assert that which is delineated below easily shows from the propositions themselves for it is ascertained what a person concedes who shall have made any proposition Five, now either of the universals is destroyed in three ways when its particular is shown to be false or either one of the two others whether the disagreeing or the subneutral but it is supported in one way, if the subneutral belonging to it is shown to be false. On the other hand, either of the particulars is destroyed, if it's subneuter. But it is supported in three ways, if its universal is true, or either of the two others is false, whether it's subequal or subneuter. The same facts we shall observe in the case of equivalent propositions now those are said to be equivalent which under another enunciation have an equal power and are at the same time true or at the same time false one on account of the other as the undefined and the particular moreover every proposition if it assumes at its commencement a negative particle becomes as its subalternate equivalent as. When there is an universal affirmative all pleasure is a good if a negation be prefixed to it it will be not all pleasure is a good having the same meaning as its subalternate had some pleasure is not a good and in the three other propositions the same thing is to be understood six then with respect to conversion an universal negative and its subalternate a particular affirmative are said to be convertible propositions on that account because their portions subjective and declarative are able to preserve always their mutual changes the condition of truth or falsehood still remaining for as this proposition is true no prudent man is impious so if you make a change in its parts it will be true to say no impious man is prudent in like manner as it is false to say no man is an animal so if you make a change it will be false to say no animal is a man by parity of reasoning a particular affirmative becomes convertible a certain grammarian is man and a certain man is a grammarian this result the two other propositions cannot always affect although they sometimes undergo a conversion nor yet are they on that account said to be convertible for that which sometimes deceives is rejected as uncertain each proposition must therefore be laid open through all its significations as to whether it agrees when it is taken conversely nor are those universally true but only five for either the peculiarity of something is declared or its genus or difference or defined limit or accident nor beyond these predicates can anything be found in any proposition for instance, should you lay down man as the subject, you would see something of him or mark out a peculiarity of his as being able to laugh, or his genus as an animal, or his difference as being rational, or defined limit as a mortal animal endued with reason or accident as being an orator since everything which is declarative of anything either can or cannot be in turn its subjective and if it can it either marks out what it is and is thus a defined limit or it does not mark out and is thus a peculiarity but if it cannot there is either that which ought to be placed in the definition and thus there is a genus or difference, or what ought not to be placed, and is thus an accident. Through these means, then, it will be known that the particular negative is not convertible. Now, the universal affirmative is not by itself convertible, but it can be nevertheless made convertible as a particular. For example, when the proposition is, Every man is an animal, it cannot be converted so as to be every animal is a man but it may be as a particular a certain animal is man but this is in a simple conversion which is called in the inferences of conclusions a reflex there is likewise another conversion of propositions which draws not only the order but likewise the parts themselves to the contrary so that what is defined becomes undefined, and, on the other hand, what is undefined becomes defined. This conversion, the two remaining, namely the universal affirmative and the particular negative, admit in turn as, Every man is an animal, and Everything that is not an animal is not a man. In like manner, a certain animal is not rational, and a certain thing which is not rational is not an animal now that this is so constantly as we have said you will discover by exploring all the five species before mentioned seven the combination of propositions is said to be their connection through another common part by which they are united for they can thus agree towards one conclusion now that common part must needs be in both propositions the subject or in both the predicate or in one the subject and in the other the predicate the forms therefore become three of which let that be called the first when that common part is in one the subject in the other the predicate which order is content not with an enumeration only but with the worthiness of the conclusions since the third form is the last because from it nothing is inferred except a particular but superior to this is the second which contains universal inferences but only of a negative kind and the first is thus the powerful one because in it every kind of inferences is contained now i call that an inference or inferential question which is collected and inferred from admissions moreover an admission is the proposition which is conceded by the respondent for instance should a person propose this question is every honourable thing good it is a proposition and if the respondent says that he assents there is on the question being removed an admission which is itself in common parlance the proposition Every honorable thing is good. To this you may unite another admission proposed and conceded in a similar manner Every good thing is useful. From this combination arises, as we shall presently show, the inferential kind of the first mode, universal, if stated directly. Therefore, every honorable thing is useful but particular if stated inversely therefore a useful thing is honourable because a universal affirmative can be converted in the manner of a particular only in the case of inverted propositions now an inference i say is made directly when the same part is the subject as well in the combination as in the inference itself and likewise the predicate is the same when it exists in both ways but it is made inversely when the same thing takes place in an inverse order eight now let the whole of the reasoning which is made up of admissions and inferences be called by the name of a gathering together of a conclusion and it may be most conveniently defined according to aristotle as a discourse in which some things being conceded something else beside what have been conceded necessarily turns out but yet through what have been conceded in which definition no other kind of a discourse is to be understood than what is enunciable which as we have stated above is alone either true or false and the expression some things being conceded is put in the plural on that account because a gathering together cannot take place from one admission although it appears to antipater the stoic contrary to the opinion of all that this conclusion is complete thou seest therefore thou art alive whereas it would be complete in this way if thou seest thou art alive but thou dost see therefore thou art alive moreover because we want to draw a conclusion not in what is conceded but in what is denied on that account it is stated in the definition that something else necessarily turns out beside what has been conceded on which account the forms adopted by the stoics are superfluous that go through not the same thing in a different manner for example it is day or night now it is day moreover they double the same if day is day is therefore day is vainly then do they draw an inference where a concession is made willingly and without a controversy this is more like the truth when i assert if day is there is light now day is therefore it is light that i am not wrongly drawing a conclusion beyond what i have admitted for it is light which is in the conclusion has been also in the major proposition but this we will refute in this manner by saying that therefore it is light is said in a different manner in the conclusion so that it may be shown it is now light but it is taken in a different manner in the minor proposition in which it is not said that it is now light but merely that it follows that if there be day there will be likewise light now there is a great difference whether you affirm that something exists in this way now or merely that it is wont to be when something else goes before that too has taken place namely that in the same definition the idea of necessity has been included in order that the force of the conclusion may be distinguished from the likeness to an induction for in an induction some things are conceded for instance a man moves the lower jaw a horse moves the lower jaw and so does the ox and dog from these admissions something else is inferred in the conclusion therefore every animal likewise moves the lower jaw but as this is not true in the case of the crocodile you cannot, although the preceding are conceded, admit the inference which it would not have been lawful for you to refuse in the conclusion, since the inference is comprehended in the admission itself, and on this account there has been added the expression, turn out necessarily. Nor is even the last part of the definition superfluous, but it shows, from the very things which it has conceded, that the inference ought to turn out but not that it would be established. 9. But on these points enough has been said, and we must now lay down by what modes and combinations true conclusions take place within a determinate number of the predicative kind of propositions. In the first form there are found nine modes taken by themselves, but six combinations, in the second four modes, but three combinations, in the third, six modes, but five combinations, respecting which, taken in their order, I will here put down the proofs, premising that a conclusion cannot be established from particular propositions alone, or from negative alone, because they can often lead even to what is false. Moreover, that although if either negative is united to many affirmatives, an inference is produced, not affirmative, but negative, still only one negative mixed with the rest has any power. Similar, too, is the force of particular propositions, for either of them, if mixed with universals, produces a particular inference. Hence, in the first form, the first mode is that which deduces from universal affirmatives an universal affirmative directly as every just thing is honourable now every honourable thing is good therefore every just thing is good but if you draw the inference by a bend for instance therefore a certain good thing is just there is produced by the same combination the fifth mode for in this manner alone i have shown above can an universal affirmative undergo a bend the second mode is that which deduces from universals affirmative and negative an universal negative directly as every just thing is honourable but no honourable thing is base therefore no just thing is base now if you draw the inference by a bend as therefore no just thing is base you will produce the sixth mode for as it has been stated, an universal negative is bent back on itself. We ought, however, to remember only that the subject is to be drawn from the affirmative to the inference in the second mode, and on that account it, the affirmative, is to be considered the prior, although the negative is enunciated previously in like manner in the case of the rest that which is the prior in power is to be undestroyed as the prior in order but in the sixth mode the subjective is drawn from the negative and this is their only difference further the third mode is that which deduces from affirmatives particular and universal a particular affirmative as a certain just thing is honourable but every honourable thing is useful, therefore a certain just thing is useful. But if you draw an inference with a bend, therefore a certain useful thing is just, you will produce the seventh mode, for, as it has been stated, a particular affirmative is turned back on itself. The fourth mode is that which deduces from a particular affirmative and an universal negative a particular negative directly as a certain just thing is honourable but no honourable thing is base therefore a certain just thing is not base from this mode are discovered the changes contrary to the preceding since the eighth and ninth preserve the inference of that proposition not as it is bent by it and the two merely bend the combination itself by propositions called equivalent and in an inverted order so that the negative becomes the prior and thus the mode is said to deduce both by an inversion of the combinations for if you insert the universal negative of the fourth mode and subjoin to it the universal affirmative which the particular affirmative shall have inverted there will be produced the eighth mode which deduces from universals negative and affirmative a particular negative in a bent manner as no base thing is honourable but every honourable thing is just therefore a certain just thing is not base but why the fourth mode alone should generate two others while the rest generate only one each the reason is that if we invert both propositions of the second mode there will be produced a vain combination of two particular propositions but if only one or the other there will be produced either the second form or the third Ten, of these nine modes in the first form the four first are called non demonstrable not because they cannot be demonstrated as the swelling of the tides of the whole sea which has not been demonstrated as yet by a person who knows the things of nature and the squaring of the circle, but because they are so simple and so manifest as not to require demonstration, so that they produce themselves the rest, and impart from themselves a belief in them. Of the second form we will now lay down the modes the first mode in the second form is that which deduces from universals affirmative and negative an universal negative directly as every just thing is honourable but no base thing is honourable therefore that which is not just is dishonourable this mode is reduced to the second not demonstrable by its second terms being inverted the second mode is that which deduces from the universals negative and affirmative an universal negative directly as no base thing is honourable but every just thing is honourable therefore no base thing is just this mode does not differ from the former combination except that it draws the subjective portion from the negative to the inference because the order of the enunciation is varied in this way a circumstance that could not take place in the first form the third mode is that which deduces from a particular affirmative and an universal negative a particular negative directly as a certain just thing is honourable but no base thing is honourable therefore a certain just thing is not base in this proposition if we invert the universal negative there will arise the fourth not demonstrable from which this is produced the fourth mode is that which deduces from a particular negative and an universal affirmative a particular negative directly as a certain just thing is not base but every bad thing is base therefore a certain just thing is not bad now, this mode alone is proved, through the impossible alone, about which kind of proposition we will speak, while explaining the modes of the third form. 11. In the third form, the first mode is that, which deduces from universal affirmatives, a particular affirmative, as well directly, as inversely, as, Every just thing is honourable, and Every just thing is good therefore a certain honourable thing is good or thus therefore a certain good thing is honourable since it matters not what part from each proposition you make the subject as it does not matter which you first enunciate hence theophrastus does not rightly decide that on this account there is not one mode but two the second mode is that which deduces from affirmatives particular and universal an affirmative particular directly as, A certain just thing is honourable, and every just thing is good. Therefore, a certain honourable thing is good. The third mode is that which deduces from affirmatives universal and particular an affirmative particular directly as, every just thing is honourable, and a certain just thing is good. Therefore, a certain good thing is honourable. The fourth mode is that, which deduces from universals affirmative and negative, a negative particular directly, as, every just thing is honourable, but no just thing is bad. Therefore, a certain honourable thing is not bad. The fifth mode is that, which deduces from an affirmative particular and a negative universal an affirmative particular directly as a certain just thing is honourable but no just thing is bad therefore a certain honourable thing is not bad the sixth mode is that which deduces from an affirmative universal and a negative particular a negative particular directly as every just thing is honourable and a certain just thing is not bad therefore a certain honourable thing is not bad twelve of these six modes the three first are reduced to the third not demonstrable by the first proposition of the first and second mode being inverted while the third has the same combination with the second but differing in this alone that it takes from an universal its subjective portion inasmuch as it is reduced to the third by the inversion not only of the proposition but of the inference in like manner the fourth and fifth are produced from the fourth not demonstrable by their first propositions being inverted but the sixth mode cannot be reduced to any not demonstrable mode by either both propositions or one or the other being inverted but it is proved merely by what is impossible just as the fourth mode in the second form and on that account both are numbered the last but of the rest the arrangement is made in all the forms according to the difference of the combinations and inferences for since to make an assertion is prior to giving a denial and an universal has a greater power than a particular universals are prior to particulars and to both are similar an affirmation and an inference and that mode is placed before which is reduced more quickly to the not demonstrable mode that is to say by one inversion which is one method of proving that those modes are fixed for a conclusion there is likewise another method which is common to all even the not demonstrable and which is said to be through what is impossible it is called by the stoics the first laying down or the first exposition which they define thus if from two assertions a third is deduced one of them when it collects inferences from a contrary leaves the contrary but the old logicians have thus defined when one or the other of two propositions is assumed if the inference of every conclusion is done away the remaining proposition is done away now this was invented in opposition to those who after admissions have been made impudently refuse to receive what is deduced from them while from that which they deny something may be discovered contrary to that which they had previously conceded moreover since it is impossible for contraries to be at one and the same time true they are consequently driven by what is impossible to the conclusion nor have logicians vainly laid down that that mode is true in which the contrary to an inference together with an admission of one or the other proposition does away the remaining one but the stoics conceive that an inference is rejected by merely prefixing a negative particle or that one of the propositions is done away as for example all and not all or some one and not some one thirteen there are then produced against each conclusion eight of a contrary kind which may be opposed to it since each admission may be done away by two methods and there are produced twice four conclusions by a negative particle being at one time prefixed to the inference and at another by one or the other of the inferences being accepted let there be as an example the first not demonstrable mode every just thing is honourable and every honourable thing is good therefore every just thing is good now he who after admitting the propositions denies the inference must necessarily say some one just thing is not good to this if you prefix the former of the two conceded every just thing is honourable an inference is produced according to the second mode in the third form therefore some one honourable thing is not good which is repugnant to the second proposition that had conceded that every honourable thing is good in like manner this conclusion is altogether an opposite one if while things remain the same, you introduce its equivalent, as for instance, therefore, not everything honourable is good. In a similar manner, two other conclusions would be produced if, as we have just now laid down the former proposition, so we assume the latter. Some one just thing is not good, but every honourable thing is good there will be produced a double inference belonging to the fourth mode of the second form namely therefore not every just thing is honourable or therefore some one just thing is not honourable both of which are equally repugnant to the former proposition which had conceded that every just thing is honourable while these four conclusions remain the proposition alone being changed if in lieu of that which was some one just thing is not good you make the proposition not every just thing is good so that the inference may be done away in two methods there will be through the same changes four conclusions of the second form in like manner if in lieu of the same proposition you make it no just thing is good so that the inference may be done away by three methods there will be four conclusions of the third form but only in the case of those which have an universal inference for that alone can be done away by three methods but in the others there are only eight which if a person wishes he will be able to arrange singly under each mode through all the forms after the example we have laid down so that in the manner of persons arguing hypothetically by means of letters, the order of the propositions being changed, while their power remains, the first not demonstrable mode may be. A is affirmed of every B, and B of every C. Therefore A is of every C. They begin from the declaring, and consequently from the second proposition. This mode, then, made perfect according to these becomes backwardly of this kind every c is b and every b is a therefore every c is a the stoics however instead of letters adopt numbers as if there is a first there is a second but there is a first therefore there is a second but aristotle puts forth in the first form only four modes not demonstrable, while Theophrastus and the rest enumerate five. For by uniting an indefinite proposition, they deduce likewise an indefinite inference. But this it is needless to bring forward, since an indefinite proposition is done away in the place of a particular one, and the modes become the same as those in the case of a particular proposition. Fourteen so too, we have shown, there are four in the first form, which if a person wishes to double, by accepting an indefinite in the place of a particular, and subjoining an indefinite inference, there will be in all twenty-nine. But Aristo of Alexandria and some younger peripatetics suggest, moreover, five other modes of an universal inference, namely, three in the first form, and two in the second, in the place of which they deduce something of a particular one for it is very silly for him to whom more has been conceded to infer less now it is proved that all the determinate modes in the three forms are only the nineteen which we have shown above for there are four propositions namely two particulars and two universals each of these says aristotle is combined in four ways so that it may be subjoined to itself and be put before three others and thus there will be sixteen combinations in each form of these there are six that possess a power equally in all two when of negatives either one precedes the other but four when of particulars any one precedes itself or is subjoined to another for nothing can be concluded whenever there are either two particulars or two negatives. There remain then for each form ten combinations. Moreover, out of these, as well in the first as second form, two possess no power when an universal affirmative is placed before a particular one. Similarly, in both the first and second form, two may be cut out in which a particular negative precedes either of the universals. From whence it arises that there remain of the first form six combinations in nine modes, and still eight for the two remaining forms, of which there is one that is proved in neither of them, when an universal negative precedes a particular affirmative. Of those seven which remain, there are four in the second form peculiar and false, when an universal affirmative is united either to itself or to its particular in any place or when the other precedes in like manner two in the third form are peculiar and possess no power when either of the negatives precedes an universal affirmative but the remaining three in the second form and five in the third we have shown to be determinate when we reduced them to six combinations of the first form hence out of forty-eight combinations fourteen alone are proved the remaining thirty-four which i have reckoned up are rejected because they are able to exhibit false conclusions from true premises of which it is easy for any one to make a trial by means of the five significations mentioned above of kind peculiarity etc but of those fourteen which we have proved the inferences themselves show that there are not more modes than have been stated above, so that they may be received as well directly as inversely, as far as the very truth permits, and on that account their number cannot be increased. End of section 14. And end of book 3. And end of Apuleius on the doctrines of Plato.